It is May 2nd, 2022. I appreciate all of you guys for helping me grow this channel. We just broke through 33K on uh, YouTube here, and I appreciate all of you guys so much. Okay, we're going to get started here. Over on Twitter, I put out this tweet here. Price is a distraction. Look at the record-breaking on-demand liquidity volumes. And you guys saw the post. You guys saw the title of this video. Record demand, right, and record-breaking numbers in ODL volume. So price is a distraction. Understand what you hold. Understand what is being built behind the scenes. And speaking of uh, some money moving. I'm going to go into the news here first, and then we're going to get into XRP crypto news here at the end. We just sent $33 billion in militarized aid to Ukraine. Meanwhile, here is Philadelphia. This is a tweet here. Um, this is what many inner cities look right, like right now here in America. And this is scary. This is shocking. And the worst part is to see us send billies on over to everybody else. And actually, as a matter of fact, we wasted trillions in the Middle East as well. So we spend billions, hundreds of billions, and trillions of dollars over here in other countries. Meanwhile, America is getting eaten up within. The internal chaos is growing. The streets are getting worse. And that's just the tip of the iceberg, guys. You know I could go on a whole rant on just that, but let's keep it moving, okay? Uh, this tweet coming out from Lauren, uh, I forget her name. She's a pretty public, uh, she's a pretty uh, popular uh, in in the hardcore conservatives. Lauren, I don't how do you even say her last name? I don't know. Whatever. Pelosi can go into a war zone to check on Ukraine, but hasn't been able to take a plane ride down to our southern border all year long. Guys, and this isn't political. This is sellouts on both sides. I think that I showed you guys a tweet about how she was buying. Uh, military stock. She was buying stocks in these companies right before the war launched. So she was tipped as well. All these people are sellouts, really, when we review, reveal all truth. But, you know, this is sickening. This is a mockery to the American people. Our streets, I just showed you guys the picture. It's shocking. Our veterans, what's happening to our people in this country is sick. Our schools, absolute failure. Um, it's a mockery what they're doing here, right? Pelosi going to the war zone to check on Ukraine and act like we're doing something good over there. Act like we're doing something good with our military over the last couple decades. Now, remember, I am all for our military. No one else is more pro-U.S. military than me. But we've been used by private central bankers that have bought and paid for these politicians on both sides of the aisle. We're sending $33 billion and it's a mockery, 33. And, I, you know, it's funny. Every time I mention numerology and numbers, people uh, always, every video, oh, you lost me at that, unsubscribing. Teenage kid crap is what one kid said today. And I'm just thinking, do you understand that the billionaires, the people that run this world, live by this code? They live by numbers. They do everything by ritual. Right in front of your dumb face as you laugh at me talking about the numbers. And then I got the whole other, I got this whole other group right now that thinks that I'm a normie and that I don't know about decodes. I'm like, I've been on decodes for a whole year. $33 billion going to Ukraine. 
Meanwhile, we also have Lauren here in the United States funding a bill or setting up a bill to eliminate Biden's Ministry of Truth. Um, I, I actually think that we should uh, let them do it. Let them expose themselves even further. Because that's all that's been happening over the last two years. The real sellouts have just been exposing themselves on a daily basis. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is all distraction. This is all dividing us. And like I said, the internal chaos in this country is getting worse. The divide is getting worse. Um, and it's time to turn off our mainstream news. Continuing on. Durham wants records from Clinton 2016 Fusion GPS for Sussman trial. Now, remember, everyone, fact checkers, people on every side of the aisle that want to come at me. This is a mainstream news article. I am not trying to get political with you guys. I want the truth revealed in a court of law. I want a level playing field for all. I want our troops not to go fight foreign wars. I don't want to send $33 billion to any other country, period until the American people have been taken care of, until we've admitted that our country's bankrupt. This is not to get political, but there's a common theme with people who have been corrupt. They're trying to cover up those documents. In this particular case, I can't even say her name. Can't even say her name. But her... CFO of her criminal campaign conspiracy, Gary Gensler, head of the SEC. What's the SEC doing right now? Trying to cover up the truth, trying to hide the documents. These are public servants that are using their privilege to hide the truth, their privilege. So I'm not here to make a political statement. I'm just presenting you mainstream news articles and let's figure out together who's selling out the American people. Left, right, up, down. It's very simple in this country, right? When all truth is revealed, whether you're left, right, I don't care how, what you identify as, what you're doing. As long as you stand for truth, freedom, and the principles that made this country great, which is the basic fundamental rights of a free, sovereign individual, we can be friends. We should be friends. And as long as you stand for all truth being revealed... And that's the best part about the internet is we can have these conversations like grown adults. Continuing on. If you're a snowflake that gets offended, then you've probably already left anyway. So good luck. God bless. Let's continue on. Let's get into the real estate update. Home prices hit a new record high this week, even as we can see the tiny inklings of a market normalizing. 425,000 for the median single family home, a few more weeks of rising prices before summer, 440k question mark. This week Altos research data for the real estate market. Okay, so going through a little thread here. But the median single family home in America just hit up at $425,000. And uh, last month it was 400,000 is when we we finally broke 400k. So the real estate market, although it's starting to show some signs of weakness, uh, we're, we're basically starting to top out and roll over uh, what we're seeing. I have these New York Times charts of home equity wealth by generation. 
Over the past two years, U.S. homeowners gained more than a $6 trillion in housing wealth. These gains have almost entirely gone to those born before 1980, while millennials are mostly locked out of home ownership. Now, I don't feel bad for the average millennial, even though I am one, because half of them don't want to work, and they're not worth anything. Right? Like They literally just think that they should get a free ride, um, that they are entitled to basically you know some of this wealth they're entitled to somebody else's wealth if that's what you believe you you're twisted and you got this thing backwards no no but with that being said it is unfortunate what they're doing with the interest rates with the money movers and what they've set this up as with the mortgages we won't be able to get in because we we ain't even the ones that do work my myself included the ones who do work run businesses provide value it, the squeeze is on for trying to buy a new house, right? All these baby boomers, all the Gen X rode it up, right? Everyone's up, what was it, like 30% uh, on average, I think, in some markets. It, it's, it's great. It's great to see everyone. You know, it's, it's been great for America, right? We've been living good, fat and happy, as I like to always say, because I like to offend us a little bit. We've been fat and happy, right, in America, this party's coming to an end, right? And I would also say that this right here has also propped up the equities market, the stock market, and the cryptocurrency market as well. We have been cashed out, been able to live ni nice and well based off of this uh, inflation in the real estate market specifically. Not to mention the stocks also rode the wave as well. This, this whole inflation thing, what it's done is it started the, the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. The greatest transfer of wealth is already underway, guys. It's already well underway. And so basically it started in 08, really, when you look at it, even going back to 2000. The dot-com bubble and was when the stock market started to get out of control with the valuations and everything. And then the internet came on. But we had that uh, the mortgage crisis of 07, 08. Now we didn't fix the, the real issues uh, we, we patched up everything and then we basically inflated it another 10x um, from the last crisis, at least. Um, so this party's coming to an end, right? And these numbers are, are pretty shocking to see. Over $6 trillion just in the last two years of wealth was gained in the United States real estate market. But we are starting to see some cracks here. This article coming out from Zero Hedge. These are the 10 cities seeing the steepest home price declines. Double-digit monthly price growth for the U.S. housing market could soon slow as skyrocketing mortgage rates trigger an affordability crisis that has caused fewer and fewer buyers to bid on home sales or homes in some metropolitan areas. What goes up must come down, right? Realtor.com said in a new report adding, Quote, price hikes have seemed unstoppable until now. So we still have uh, way more demand than we do have supply. The supply-demand imbalance is there. But we are starting to see this thing fall apart. So Toledo, Idaho, the median listing price down 18%. Rochester, New York, down 17%. Detroit, down 15%. Um... Los Angeles down 5%, Chicago 3.7, and 
so so what we're starting to see here is these high flying markets new york and la being a couple of them um, and we're starting to see some of these other ones if i go to my next article here great great greater vancouver home sales fell 34 percent year over year i'm also seeing numbers coming out of toronto so if you look in in north america it's the same situation these high-flying markets that foreign investors flooded went nuts. In Seattle, went crazy. San Francisco, LA, the whole West Coast, right? Then you also had, it's basically the coasts. New York, Miami. Same thing up in Canada. Vancouver went nuts. And then uh, Toronto as well. Greater Vancouver home sales fell 30, 34% year over year. Add that to this little issue that we have popping up as well. 15,000 construction workers have walked off the job across the greater Toronto area. All high-rise sites now on hold. So I mentioned this last night. This was the strike that this guy had, was talking about, Steve Soretsky, covering real estate up in Canada. Looks like he's a Vancouver realtor and investor, so that's cool. Uh, thank you, Steve, for sharing us this information. 15,000 construction workers walking off the jobs, all high-rise sites now on hold. And uh, this is the labor unions, the, the trade unions up there in Canada. So this is going to only add to the housing shortages in some of these areas. Greater Vancouver fell by 34%. Okay, and so the rest of the real estate market you guys are seeing, I went through that same deal here in the United States. This is why we've been so focused on our business and our real estate right now because one thing, a lot of people have a lot of their wealth tied up in real estate, tied up in their business. But the second part is whether or not you're in the game, if you do come into wealth, if we ever do make some money off this little crypto stuff, uh, we need to understand where to put it. We need to have a strategy for, you know, investing in a business, starting our business, investing in real estate. How do we not only make, but keep and multiply that wealth once we come into it? So this is why we've kind of broadened our, our strategies and in, in including real estate and business because the crypto market's been sideways and down. And I've only been sticking to the utility cryptos that I'm fine holding if we continue down another 50% from this price point. In the crypto markets i'm fine with all of my cryptos i didn't over invest my bags you know are just over there not doing much and we can ride that down 50 percent, and we'll be fine i want you guys to be in a similar position right don't focus on you know stacking a hundred you know a hundred thousand tokens right now invest what you can afford to lose right and we got to ride this wave out and we got to understand our strategies for business and real estate because we can take advantage of that no matter which way the market goes in an up or a down market, we can be making money in our business. We, we need to understand whether our business is going to survive this recession and what we believe to be an inflationary depression that could last us out uh, the better part of five, 10 years. I mean, this could be like a decade long of stagflation. Think about that. It could e easily just go another year or two as well, right? Um, so we got to be ready to ride out this storm. Let's get into our crypto news because it is good. Crypto news is good. Just in, Argentina's largest private bank, Banco Galicia, Galicia maybe, I don't know how to pronounce that, has added support to buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, and USDC on its app. 
the largest private bank in Argentina. That's great to see. Shout out to Regzi. She's another uh, TikTok uh, creator here as well. The 100 million in gas fees due to the other side meta sale could have gone to artists in the Web3 space. Imagine using the XRP ledger with no gas fees and all those extra funds could be used to buy more assets and support more artists. Why wouldn't we welcome that? Hashtag XRP. Now, Reg Z, she was down at the Ripple House event there. I, I, I saw that. That was super cool. Shout out to Reg Z for, for making it down there to the Ripple House. They brought in, the Ripple House brought in a bunch of NFT um, influencers, creators and stuff. So it's so true, guys. We were talking about last night how Ethereum, the average transaction that was going through was thousands of dollars. One person paid a record like 40000 to mint two of these little virtual other side meta sales, the other side real estate, whatever's going on. I mean, I don't even pay attention anymore to these silly projects, guys. In my opinion, the cryptocurrency space is pretty straightforward. There's a handful that have utility partnerships and will be adopted by the people that matter. The rest of the market is just for the kids to play with. And maybe you want to join. And, and I'm not knocking it. I'm not knocking the hustle of getting in there and flipping these projects and stuff. But I mean, it's a joke. It's a joke. And this is a disgrace, right? So $100 million in gas fees was paid just for minting this one project. This one project's mint on Ethereum. $100 million in gas fees. That's criminal. I dropped a video earlier today, one of my clips from last live. Ethereum gas, gas fees are criminal. And it's sick. $100 million that could have gone to other artists, extra funds, more assets. This tweet from Crypto Bull says it all though. Bitcoin is slow, Ethereum is expensive, Solana is down, and Cardano not fully developed. There is only one crypto asset that works perfectly right now. XRP. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now we have Liquidity Hub Live. We have the NFT update. So we can handle it all. Right? We can handle it all on the XRP ledger right now. But the development continues. I mean, we're just going to get started. Flare's going to launch July 4th, hopefully. We're just getting started with the utility. But we can already do it all now. Right? Now that we finally have NFTs, like we're ready to send this thing. And we 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 haven't had any downtime since inception guys like in the last 10 years the xrp ledger has not gone down once hasn't had to be update like it, it has been updated but it doesn't have to shut down and reboot this thing scales this thing gets something done just like the other utility cryptos that we have invested in the rest of the space is a joke bitcoin slow ethereum expensive solana down cardano not fully developed Right. And we like Cardano. We like Charles Hoskinson, but it's just not there yet. XRP Ledger, flawless. Now, here is the record numbers and record customer demand. This three uh, thread here from Ashish Birla. Huge shout out to Ashish, the GM of RippleNet. We love Ashish. Coming off our best year yet. RippleNet ended Q1 2022 with record numbers and customer demand. Some of the highlights by the numbers. 
RippleNet reached a 15 billion annualized payment volume run rate as customers expand the use of RippleNet and on-demand liquidity beyond remittances, including treasury and SME payments. That's small, medium enterprises. 15 billion in annualized payment volume run rate. ODL grew eight times year over year, and I'm incredibly proud to see half of the customers using ODL today upgraded their services from fiat only, a testament to on-demand liquidity's product market fit and the vision we had from day one. That is upgrading to XRP. So while everyone wants to fud us out and tell us that you don't need XRP, you do have an incentive to use XRP. Much more cheap, much, much more efficient, and you don't have to have any pre-funded accounts. There's a reason to use XRP. There's not a reason to use 99% of these crypto tokens. Half of the on-demand liquidity customers are now upgraded to on-demand liquidity that's using XRP. They're going to be tapping into Liquidity Hub. So anytime they want to do anything with anything tokenized, anything crypto, anything distributed ledger technology, they can go to Ripple's Liquidity Hub. Bank O Ripple is what we should start calling it. They go to Bank O Ripple. And they can set up a one account, one wallet, one user interface to access the whole crypto market using the decentralized exchange that's built on the XRP ledger that will always get you the cheapest price and best option. This is game over. Price is a distraction. These numbers don't lie. These numbers tell you the story, the key of what you should be focusing on right now. Global growth remains strong with improved product functionality, such as the ability for payments to continue processing, even if an on-demand liquidity exchange partner happens to go down. So even when, it, what, I mean, guys, when other people go down, you're still going to be able to use XRP. That's what's happening. That's what they're building out right now. When an on-demand liquidity exchange partner happens to go down, you can continue to process your payments. APAC is one of the biggest contributors of on-demand liquidity dollar, dollar volume, totaling over $1 billion in Q1 alone. So over $1 billion of on-demand liquidity volume in the Asia-Pacific region alone, being the biggest contributor. They're dominating over there. Philippines, Thailand, uh, Korea, Japan. Doing great. On-demand liquidity can enable payouts in 25 payout markets today, including new regions like Singapore, Malaysia, Poland, Indonesia, Thailand, and more, up from three markets in 2020. So last year they hit 20 markets. Now they're, they're up to 25. And they were just at three markets in 2020. In the midst of the SEC lawsuit. In the midst of the price doing nothing. Right? Record numbers, record demand. These markets collectively represent 62% of the 700 billion year global remittance market and 86% of the $6 trillion daily global FX market, which includes treasury corporate uh, cross-border payments, foreign currency cross-border payments. 700 billion global remittance market. So these markets cover 62% of that. So we've covered nearly three quarters of the $700 billion global remittance market. Remember, that's not money that's stagnant. That's money that's moving or being settled too. And that's a $6 trillion daily global 
FX market. 86% coverage of that market. So now if someone wants to tap into on-demand liquidity, they have a bank, they have a partner, they have an exchange, they have a relationship in 25 countries that allows you to start using this technology. So when we talk about a flip of the switch moment, guys, the infrastructure is built out, right? It's just a matter of cutting the ribbon, opening the doors, opening up the new highway, and the money's going to start flowing. Billion dollars daily in these markets, right? And finally, I'm very excited to announce, sorry, trillion dollars, six trillion dollars daily in these markets. And finally, I'm very excited to announce that we have hired a new VP of global payments to lead payments for RippleNet. So that is Sony Joseph that's going to be running VP of global payments. Awesome. That's great news. Thank you, Ashish, for keeping us updated. RippleNet, just record growth, record demand. The numbers don't lie here. Complete coverage right now being built out. The internet of value is, is ready to run on distributed ledger technologies that actually get something done that are efficient. Are we going to get 100% of these markets? Probably not, but we're positioned to get a chunk. A chunk that's going to take us to a little bit higher than a 60 cent coin. I can guarantee you that. Let's uh, check this out. We have a shout out. A shout out to Rosie Rios from Warren Buffett this weekend. Rosie Rios had issued more currency than anyone in history. Pretty sure that's why she sits on Ripple's board too, to oversee the issuance of the new money, XRP. Uh, this is from Digital Perspectives. Huge shout out to Digital Perspectives here. And this is from the Unicorn Hunter Show, which is basically the Shark Tank version of like tech startups. And Rosie Rios is on that show. Uh, she's one of the you know Unicorn Hunters on that show. Rosie Rios, who was acknowledged by Warren Buffett at this year's Berkshire Hathaway Annual Shareholders Meeting. Um, and, and, and so Warren was talking about money, talking about currency, talking about Rosie Rios, how she, her signature is on all of this. So just think about that. This person's on our board. What's your cryptocurrency company doing again? Do you have anyone of this stature on your company? You don't, right? And we have a whole roster with backups. Like we, we have a whole all-star team cast on this Ripple company within the Ripple organization. And with all the partnerships that we're tapped into, I mean, it's, it's everyone. So huge shout out to Rosie Rios. This was a question from Digital Perspectives asking about the Ripple lawsuit. Did Judge Torres' decision to shorten the summary judgment send a signal to the SEC that however she rules on DPP emails, SEC will not be able to appeal her decision to Second Circuit, allowing further delays into 2023? So he's asking, is this setting this thing up to go further into 2023? John Deaton replies, the fact that Judge Torres didn't rubber stamp the joint proposed scheduling order shows two things. Number one, regardless of what the parties agree to, she is in charge of this case. And number two,
the judge recognizes the significant public interest in this case and is thus advancing it forward. So she, she's trying to move this thing along. She understands what's, what's going on here. And then she's also letting them know that she's in charge. She did, didn't just rubber stamp and say, yeah, we're going to push it all the way out. There's no reason to, right? She's already started to see some of this evidence under camera review or whatever they call it, right? Uh, the judge, she's already started to see some of this. And now what we're seeing with the SEC still trying to stall this thing out with the him, the him and emails. Guys, I, I mean, take advantage of this opportunity. The longer they want to stall out this case, this is your opportunity. If you're new, there's a lot of new people here that are just getting in. And you thought you were, even the people that did invest over the last year, you thought you were only going to be able to stack a couple thousand XRP, a couple thousand XLM, a little bit of XDC, these utility coins that are actually going to get something done. You thought you were just going to be able to accumulate a little bag. Times are tough right now. Take advantage of this opportunity. Get your hustle up. <laughs> stack as much cash. Make your preparations. And with the discretionary income that you can afford to lose, that you can afford emotionally your emotional bank account needs to be able to withstand your cryptocurrency bag going down another 50% because that could happen. We could go down another 50% in this market right now. Okay. So while this whole thing's getting stalled out, while the price remains stagnant, take advantage of this opportunity. Huge shout out to John Deaton for giving us that update though. So I, I love to see this. I, I'm loving Judge Torres. This is looking great. She looks like she's fair, like she wants to get this thing done. She, she understands that there's serious public interest in this case. We're going to win. I, I mean, guys, like, do I really need to tell you guys? I mean, how much more do you guys need to see to understand there's no way, no way we can lose? There's not a chance we lose. Speaking of emotions, this tweet from Bearable Bull says it all. This is the fear and greed index. Last year, when we were at 38,000 in 2021, the fear and greed index was at extreme greed. Here we are in 2022 trading at 38,000 and we are in extreme fear. I don't put too much weight on this fear and greed index. I mean, it's it's just another way that they manipulate the meatheads, basically, the, the manipulate all of us doofus moron investors, right, that are gambling here in cryptocurrency. This is kind of just another way that they do this. But, um, you know, whatever, use the metric for what it's worth. We, we can tell you can read Twitter. I mean, you can see the fear, right? It's not just in the cryptocurrency market. You can see the fear in the markets. You can see the stress, the frustration in the markets. Um, and... and the only thing that I have to say is that it can get worse from here. So even though the prices have gotten attractive, we already dropped, you know, 50 to 70% on a lot of these assets. They're at good prices now, but be ready to ride this thing down even further if uh, the situation continues to deteriorate. If the Federal Reserve continues to raise interest rates and they go along as they're telling us they're going to, um, I it, it mean, it's going to get a lot worse. So just be ready for that. Understand your emotions right now. Understand where you're at right now with your cryptocurrency investing portfolio, with your business, with your real estate, and uh, where you're emotionally standing right now, okay? Because this market's beating people up. This world's beating people up right now. A lot of distractions, a lot of FUD. So you got to get your mind right right now, okay? Here we go.
Gold Telegraph, some central banks are reporting losses. We are now seeing flash crashes. The sad part, the Federal Reserve has only raised interest rates 25 basis points so far. They've only raised it a quarter of a percent. We're already seeing central banks reporting losses, flash crashes, liquidity crisis, debt crisis. And apparently the Citigroup of London trading desk was behind the flash crash in Europe today. So that was the flash crash that we saw today. It was about like an 8% drop in the stock market. And then it quickly bounced back up across all of Europe. Apparently that this was uh, a, a manipulation event done by Citigroup London trading desk. So they say the error could potentially cause monetary and reputational damage to Citi, as NASDAQ said, it will not cancel any trades made on the Nordic markets. So because it's one of them doing the manipulation, they're not shutting down the markets, right? When we start to get a real pump, you know, they shut these exchanges down, they shut down the markets. When the London metals market got jacked up, they shut that down. But because it's them doing a little manipulation event, click, quick, quick uh, flash crash, and then it gets bought back up, um, they don't shut it down. And what's happening, guys, is the bots are so programmed and tuned in to buy all dips that's why they never last long. So if you think that you're like, we're going to go in and it's going to be like the bottom of the market for an extended period of time, and we're all going to understand this is the bottom. That's not how this works, right? It's going to be quick. It's going to be sudden and we will bounce back quickly. Uh, but most people won't even know whether it's the end of it or not. Like it's, it's, but these types of events here, this is just all manipulation. It's the same thing that we see with XRP price, the glitches, stuff like that right here. And we see it all the time in the cryptocurrency market, just these mass manipulation whales come in and they just tank the market and then it gets bought right back up, right? The bots have this thing programmed. So that's why you got to set your limit orders. If you want to take advantage of these flash crashes of these dips, you know, you need to just have emotional bank account and then you need to be able to have a little bit of bank account that you can afford to lose right that you can put into this high risk asset class and then you set your limit orders and you wait for the manipulators to do their thing and you hope that your order goes through on these exchanges but it's funny how they they say that the air could potentially cause monetary and reputational damage to the sit to city as nasdaq said it will not cancel any trades made on the nordic markets these markets are busted if anytime we have some sort of swing here, the markets need to shut down. That, I mean, that tells you right there that we're bust, that this thing's up. The whole thing's a Ponzi scheme. Be careful right now. Now, since uh, <laughs> CoinMarketCap wants to play silly games here, uh, we are over here on Live Coin Watch today. Let's take a look here. Bitcoin at the 38.5 price target. Ethereum still at 2,800 and XRP up at 62 cents today. Okay. So the market's still sideways. Um, looks like it's going to get a little bit more bumpy here to the downside. So I want you guys to be prepared for that. We are zoomed in here on the XRP four hour chart here. Boom, boom. Okay, there we go. Let's go into some rapid fire Q&A, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you guys. If you're looking to join, we have a new month that started on uh, Patreon Discord. So if you want to access, just head on over to ZachRector.com. Hop on in the Discord if you're looking to get uh, looking to get your game up, looking to join a group of like-minded individuals. It's a party over there every single day. Get into the truth. 
adults able to have conversations about the truth without getting offended. Um, you know, it, it's just a great group of researchers, great group of like-minded individuals. If you're looking to join us, ZachRector.com. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate all of you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Greatest Transfer of Wealth with your host, Zach Rector. Please remember to follow us over on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Rumble. To get in touch, please just head on over to ZachRector.com. You can check out all of our affiliate links and get access to our exclusive Discord community over at the website. We appreciate all of you for tuning in, and all that we ask is that you share this message with other like-minded individuals. If you appreciate the show, feel free to go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We will see you in the next one. Take care and God bless.